Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. What is it? May, what is it? May 30th? Is that right? What is the date today? Let me look here. May, hmm, when you can't, what, what, I thought this was a smartphone. May 30th. Well, coming to you live May 30th, 2021 from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. This is an AM radio station and we are also picked up on the internet kdix.net or holy ghost radio channel two and you could be listening to this later by podcast if pastor bob ever downloads any more podcasts i need to do that actually get people asking me to do it so that makes me feel flattered and uh appreciate that appreciate you that listen tonight now you can be part of this broadcast i'm not taking live calls but i will take texts 701-290-7888 
1-800-242-6262, or you can also email me if you're out of the country, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. So either text me 701-290-7862 or email me robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've got the Willis family, boys, and their puppy tuned in. Oh, boy. Sister Bretz is listening tonight. Miss you, Sister Bretz. We need to get your son to bring you back to church. The uh, We've got, let's see who else is listening. We've got the uh, the Reverend Dale Jones listening tonight, and we will excuse him for not listening last week. We have, let's see who else is listening. I'll just go through these texts quickly. We've got um, Carl and Jeannie listening from Michigan. Are you still locked down in Michigan? We're not. Ha ha. So we're free out here in North Dakota. We've got Marin and Yvonne listening in Bowman, and they've got a special speaker coming down there this week. We've got some Bodwins and some Simons is listening while they travel back to North Dakota. Grandpa Dale and Diane Burling and Aunt Christy and Cassidy and Sierra are listening. I think they're listening as they drive along. So they're driving. What are you guys driving all night? So we've got just a bunch of people listening tonight. Greg Johnson's listening, Brother Johnson. Looks like he's listening tonight. If you want to be part of the program, 701-290-7862. Somebody should text me, say, Pastor Bob, sing us a song. Brought my guitar in the studio. Strapped it on my back while I drove my motorcycle down here. So we, um, I look, I look like a hippie or something, except I don't have long hair and a beard. I just have short hair. I'm one of those short-haired Christian guys. Um, in fact, I taught on that in my discipleship class today. The Bible says that a man should have short hair. That's what it says. Got Tim listening in North Carolina. He just texted me. He's a faithful listener. Good to have him listening. It's kind of fun. You know, we, we, this broadcast, we, we try to reach out to our local area. That's kind of the way we set it up, but it is fun having people listen from all over the country. And I appreciate you listening. We, um, we had a great service today. We've got an evangelist with us, Gary Blackshear. He's going to be with us for at least two more weeks. Um, I know that he is um, preaching in our churches in, in um, Beach, which is 60 miles to the west of us, Tuesday night. He'll be in, back in Dickinson on Wednesday night, Bowman on Thursday night. He'll be speaking at a men's retreat on Friday and Saturday, back preaching in Dickinson on Sunday, and then we start all over again a week from Tuesday in Beach, Wednesday in Dickinson, Thursday in Bowman, and he's going to be preaching a lot. Great evangelist. Gary Blackshear, if you are a apostolic pastor, uh, you want some information about this guy, I would recommend him to come and preach for you. He's a tremendous, tremendous preacher and just a really good guy too. I just, I, I like him because he likes my grandkids too. He's so good to my grandkids. And so that makes me like him. Uh, we had a great service. I was so worried about today, first day of revival services with a special speaker and I got texts from like 40 people telling me that they're not going to be in church because of graduations, the Memorial Day holiday, traveling, vacationing, all that. And we, when I looked out today, I mean, the church looked full. I mean, it was neat. We were missing all those people, and some of you that were gone today, we missed you. I, I counted at least, actually, my wife said 42. I think I counted 44. There was even more that I realized were missing. And, and it's so neat because as a pastor, people will text me, say, hey, pastor, I'll be gone Appreciate that so much when people do that. Um, I really do. 
I really, really love that. Texting can be a good thing. Okay, got somebody said, sing us a song, Pastor Bob. All right, I'll do it. Uh, this is one I wrote before I get into the uh, broadcast or before I get into my topic tonight, which I'm excited to talk about. But this is a song I wrote years ago. Hope I can remember all the words because I didn't write them down. But anyway, John 3.16. There's a little word in that verse that means a lot to me. It doesn't say, for God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But it says, for God so loved the world. Like he really loved the world. It's a funny thing. What a little word can mean When God wrote his book Such great care he took Not to miss any little word I can show you what I mean In John 3.16 There's a little word that means so much to me word is so God so God so God so it would his love show a love that he had for you and me you see God had a plan to come in the form of a man to die so we could be free well he suffered and he died on the cross crucified He gave his life on Calvary. He loved me so. He loved you so. God so. God so. God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. That he gave It's a funny thing What a little word can mean 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Aren't you thankful for that? Pastor Bob the Tell Like It Is Radio Show, and um, got my guitar. It's tuned up, and the guitar sounds good. The uh, going to turn your attention tonight to Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, in case you missed any, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You're not going to go to heaven doing those things. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy, or love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. There are three things mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 25 I want to draw your attention to. One is being, one is being, being led by the Spirit. One is living in the Spirit. And then one is walking in the Spirit. I want to bring this, uh, I'm going to title this broadcast the proof is in the pudding it's important and i um i'll probably tell you this but i spoke about this topic wednesday night in our our service here in dickinson and i want to just bring it to you on our late radio audience tonight there's an important i want to start with here that there's an importance that we make a distinction or it's important that we make a distinction of the gift of the spirit the gifts of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit Three completely different things. The gift of the Spirit, as we've done many radio broadcasts about this in the past, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is, a, is the gift of the Holy Spirit that's given to believers um, to seal them to salvation. This happened the very first time in history on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, we read that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house wherein they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Every single one of them were speaking in tongues filled with the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Spirit. In fact, later in the book of Acts, when Peter was explaining to his brothers, about Cornelius' Cornelius' situation. He said this in Acts eleven seventeen. He said, For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Some versions says, say that he gave them the Holy Ghost, just like he gave it to us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. What was I that I could withstand God? In other words, Peter said, I didn't, these people were Gentiles, they weren't Jews. Of course, the Jews didn't know Gentiles could be saved at this time. And, of course, God showed them this, and he filled Cornelius and those that were with Cornelius with the baptism of the Holy Ghost because they heard them speak with other tongues. 
And so we know that the gift of the Spirit is the gift, truly the gift of salvation. Jesus said you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. In John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, and being born of the water is baptism, that's immersion, and uh, we baptize just the way the Bible did in the name of Jesus. This is in fulfillment of the command that Jesus gave in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, where he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's why the apostles, like in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, well, I thought Jesus said in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not names. That's the apostles knew that Jesus meant that they should be baptized in his name, in the name, the only saving name, neither is there any other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It seems like I'm going fast there, not that it's not important, but I want to, I want to make a distinguishing, I want to distinguish tonight, <coughs> well, it feels like my voice is extinguished tonight, I want to dis- distinguish tonight that there's a difference between the gift of the Spirit, which is the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is for all believers, and the gifts of the Spirit, which are the supernatural gifts. There's nine of them mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verses 8 through 10. I, I believe there's other gifts. There's Bible says there's gifts of administrations. There's uh, gifts of helps. So, I mean, I believe there's other gifts of the Spirit, too. But the nine that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 are the gifts of the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits. These are the uh, supernatural gifts of supernatural knowledge, like like you can know if something is of God or of not. It's not of God. You can have a word of knowledge. You can have a word of wisdom. These are not wisdom that that you learn in an encyclopedia. This is supernatural wisdom. There's the miraculous gifts mentioned in First Corinthians twelve: faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles. There's the prophetic gifts, the gift of prophecy, the different kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. These are the gifts of the Spirit. This is not the gift of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are the administration of the Spirit in power and in in helps to help God's church and His people. And then finally, the fruit of the Spirit, which is, again, different than the other two, this relates to Christian character. In Galatians 5.22, said the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And so there's also nine of these. And these gifts of the Spirit are, are these fruits of the Spirit are what we should grow into as the, when we receive the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit should be also witness, not just speaking in tongues, but the fruit of the Spirit is witness that we have received the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of where I want to go tonight. I said all that to build a base for what I want to talk about. But the Scripture talks about in Galatians 5.16, three things, being led by the Spirit living or uh, living in the spirit and walking in the spirit and i want to differentiate and i want to talk about the difference between all of those text me tonight 701 i said a lot there but 701 and it seemed like i was just kind of trying to get through it 
But uh, text me tonight and let me know you're listening, where you're listening from. Tell me if you love me, hate me. But if you hate me, be really nice to me. Good man, they couldn't keep Jesus in the grave, could they? There is a lot of people listening tonight. Thank you so much for texting me. 
Uh, we've got Brother Roland listening. Brother, is it Lopi or Loopy? Are you Loopy from Iowa listening tonight? Second time listening. Brother Fuller listening. Got a girl named Bobby listening. We got Brother Blackshear himself listening tonight. The, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. He said his, uh, his pastor said that speaking in tongues was the sign of the Holy Ghost, but the fruit of the Spirit was the proof of its residence. That's good. You know, that's, that is so true. So we, if you missed the first part of the program, we were talking about the difference between the gift of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I'm going to get to my topic. There are three things mentioned in Galatians chapter 5. Live in the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and walk in the Spirit. And we know that they are different because Paul uh, differentiated between them. Uh, live in the Spirit. This is this has to do with the, that spiritual awakening. It has to do with the new birth. It has to do with uh, becoming alive spiritually, living in the Spirit. It it means that uh, you know people that there are people, folks that can't understand anything I'm saying. When This radio show, to some of the people listening, is just like they're listening to it in Greek. They can't understand it. Because the Bible says the carnal mind, or the fleshly mind, or the non-spiritual mind, can't understand the things of God. And so it's frustrating sometimes, because people just don't get it. Good people don't get it. They They, <laughs> they just don't get it. They don't understand it. That's why it's so important that we pray... For, for God to give people a spiritual awakening. It's, it happened to me when I was 20 years old. Completely changed my life, changed the paradigm of my direction. I, I mean, I, I just completely changed everything because for the first 20 years of my life, I did not understand the things of God. And I had a series of events happen that just completely blew me into a brand new way of thinking, uh, a brand new reality. It, it was like I had been dreaming, and I finally woke up and everything began to make sense. We started going to a Pentecostal church. Uh, you know, I, I, I grew up, I, you know, my mom wanted us to go to church. We, I know my mom would have wished we could have went to church more, um, but I never liked church. I didn't care for it. I, and then I, when I started dating my, my, my wife, who is my wife now, she went to church all the time. They were Catholic, and I couldn't figure out what they were doing. Like, I, I, it didn't make any sense to me. None of it made any sense to me. But through a series of events, God began to open up my understanding, and it started to make sense. And, and the first time I ever went to a Pentecostal church, that preacher said something that changed my way of thinking. It was just a simple story that he told but it, it was like it started to make sense. And I was baptized in Jesus' name, and God began to deal with me uh, things I couldn't have even known. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, how did I even know that my drug addiction and my, my, um, my smoking and my drinking, how did I even know that God was displeased with this? But living in the Spirit, you become alive to the Spirit of God. That is important. I want to put that as number one, the step number one. If you have a loved one that just isn't getting it, like they can't figure out why you love going to church, 
Why, you know, you Pentecostals go to church a lot. Why? Some people think, man, I can only go once a week. I can't take any more of it than that. And I, I had somebody tell me that on an airplane recently, and I said, I said, you've never tried a Pentecostal church. I mean, I, I mean, once I started going, my wife will tell you this. When I, the first time I went to a Pentecostal church, it was like the hook was set. And I wanted to go all the time after that. My wife was amazed. <clears throat> you know, as I said earlier, I, she went, she grew up going to church, but I didn't. And now I was the one waking up and saying, let's go. I was the one that wanted to travel. And, oh, they're having a special service in Valley City or wherever. Because I became alive in the Spirit. And then in Galatians chapter 5, Paul says being led by the Spirit. And this is different than living in the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit has to do with a believer's willingness to follow the Spirit's guidance. And how does the Spirit lead us? It leads us through the Word. It leads us through godly counsel, through the preaching of the Word. It, the Spirit of God can lead us directly through those God moments that things begin to happen and we begin to see God's hand. Being led by the Spirit. The Spirit of God will never take you where the Word of God won't go. So if the Spirit of God tells you to you know, um, leave your husband and go marry a different guy, that's probably not the Spirit of God. If the Spirit of God you know, tells you to trade in your 40-year-old wife for two 20-year-old wives, you're probably not wired for two twenty either anyway, but that's not the Spirit of God. You know, I, I believe that this living in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, these are the signs of a believer. And, of course, the fruit of the Spirit has a lot to do with this. It really does. So so I'm telling you today that... that um, both of these things, as important as they are, if you don't have the third element of what I want to talk about tonight, I believe you are a prospect to be a religious kook. Now, has anybody out there ever met a religious kook before? I mean, like, you know, I mean, like they talk about God, they talk about angels, they talk about. Uh, but but you know that something isn't right. Now, I believe in angels. I believe in miracles. I'm excited when I hear about them. But without the third element, we talk about living in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, this third thing, walking in the Spirit, Paul said, he said in verse 25, which is really my, Galatians 5.25 is really what I want to talk about tonight. If we live in the Spirit... Let us also walk in the Spirit. And Galatians chapter 5 says two things about walking in the Spirit. And I'm going to talk about both of them. But I got my guitar right here, too. This uh, little song I wrote, I don't know how many years ago. I've got a few songs I've written about my testimony, and this was one of them. It's simply titled, You, You. You. Pulled me from the garbage You taught me how to live And you filled me with your spirit You 
washed away my sin. You, there is none like you, none beside you. You, you alone are holy, alone are worthy. You, you're the one who made me, the one who saved me. You. And I love you, my God. You, yes, I love you, my God. You, and you have given me a family. You have touched my heart and soul, and I. Really, truly, can't see why you ever loved me so. You, there is none like you, none beside you. You, you alone are holy, alone are worthy. You, you're the one who made me, the one who saved me. You. And I love you, my God. Oh, I love you, love you, my God. Oh, I love you, my God. You. I do love him. Text me tonight seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Pastor Bob here. People texting me, good to have you listening tonight, the Burling family listening tonight. If people are saying nice things about me, that's always nice. Thank you. Hey, uh, now do we have Rob and Rod and Mom Sharon listening tonight? Or who's all listening out there in California? That's that's fun. You know, I, my wife and I met this daughter and her mom, uh, Robin and Sharon, on a cruise ship. And was it last year? Was it 2020 or 2019? I don't remember. I think it was 2020 before before they locked California down, and uh, and they listened to the Tell Like It Is radio show. That's they 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 were some fun people. We we met them. Uh, they came to a Bible study that we were a part of on this cruise ship, and uh, so good to have them listening tonight. Uh, I heard they sued your governor out there, so hopefully you guys get some freedom back out in California. The uh, we 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 have it here. Everything seems to be. I mean. Seems like we're doing okay here, and um, they ne- our governor never, governor never did arrest me, so I was glad for for that. We never did close our church; we kept having services, and and um, and so I'm thankful that we had more freedom than some states. But I do I do admire people like Tony Spell, that even in the state where they they charged him with seven different crimes simply for having church. Seems kind of weird. I hope I've been praying for you, Brother Spell. If you're listening, um, been praying for you every day that God will just help you through these things. We're talking about the difference between live in the Spirit, led by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. The um, you know this uh, Paul made a differ. He 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 made a difference between walking in the Spirit and being and living in the Spirit. And here's what I want to talk about. Walking in the Spirit is simply putting, living in the Spirit and being led in the Spirit in practice. That's what it is. 
It's exercising the fruit of the Spirit. He said, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You can become alive to God. You can have the direction of the Spirit. But these two things are not enough. You have to get moving. You have to get walking. You know, it's where the rubber meets the road. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If you think I'm making too big of a deal out of this, you read Galatians 5.25 yourself and just tell me if Paul isn't saying there's something different about living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. He was saying if you live in the Spirit, you ought to, you should also walk in the Spirit. Should Christian people be talked to like this? Yes, they need to be talked to like this. We all need to be talked to like this because the best of men are but men at their best. (laughs) I didn't make that up, but I thought it was good. You know, this, I mean, if I could say it this way, such being your principle of life, adapt your conduct and walk in it. And so, Not only do we have to have lofty ideas of what we're going to do for God, not only do we need to talk about uh, God and His Spirit leading us, but we need to get off our phones, get off your rear end, get off your other time wasters, and start walking in the Spirit. You know, this is something that we do. Walking is an exercise. Walking is something we do. You know this this um, this idea <coughs> that living for Jesus means you come to church and pay your tithes and that's all you do. That is so little of what we do. I believe in both of those things, but if that's what you think this is all about, this program is for you today. Because if you live in the Spirit, you need to also walk in the Spirit. There's some action that needs to be involved with this. You know, it, it's it, it, there's more to it than just going to church and listening to Christian music. There's more to it than that. <coughs> uh, there's, you know, many times in in even in Pentecostal churches, it's just a few people that do the majority of the ministry and the majority of the work. It's just a few people that, you know, we've got a, we've got a lady in our church. I don't know if she's listening tonight. Two ladies in our church. We, we have, we just remodeled, uh, we just remodeled some of our church into two Sunday school rooms. And two ladies in our church, uh, said, we want to paint those rooms. The, The next step was to have them painted. Now we have to do the carpet and put the doors in and so on. And uh, these two ladies each have, one of them has three kids and one of them has four kids. And these two ladies came over to our church. They both live out of town. They drove into town. Their kids, they had their kids corralled in one room, and they were painting. You know, they primed it. They painted it. See, these ladies are walking in spirit. You say, well, that doesn't sound that spiritual to me. No, you don't understand. These Sunday school rooms... For years and years and years until the Lord comes will be used to teach children about Jesus. And we didn't want them to be used without looking right. 
And these two ladies, not I didn't ask them to do this. They volunteered to do this. And I'm telling you that if you, I don't know who you are listening tonight, maybe this is directed to you that are truly apostolic born-again people. But if you're going to live in the Spirit, you better find something to get doing. You better start walking in the Spirit, and the sky is the limit on this. Now, James said it this way, be doers of the Word and not just hearers, or I could even say talkers, only, (coughs) deceiving your own selves. There's got to be some doing involved. There's got to be doing. There, You know, what are what in the world are you doing for heaven's sake? <laughs> I love that. I haven't said that for a long time. What in the world are you doing for heaven's sake? You know, like there are people that are qualified. They're qualified to teach Sunday school classes. But they say, oh, I'm too old to teach Sunday school. I'll let the young people do that. You know what? You can be 75 years old and teach Sunday school. I mean, if you're, if, if you don't have Alzheimer's, you, you can be 75 years old and drive a Sunday school van if you still have your driver's license. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll let some of the younger ones drive the Sunday school van. You know, I preached, I talked about this. I challenged our church on Wednesday night, this past Wednesday about this. And I was so encouraged afterwards because I got texts from people. And I had people talk to me. I said, you know, we have just remodeled two more Sunday school rooms at our church. Plus, you guys, we have bought more property over at the Elks. We just closed on Friday of the apartments that used to be below the Elks. And those... There are seven rooms down there, and we can have at least five more Sunday school rooms, counting the two upstairs ones, seven more Sunday school rooms, plus two evangelist quarters. And that's wonderful, and that's great, but what I challenged our church on Wednesday is we need some bus drivers. We need some Sunday school teachers, because we're planning on taking this Acts 2.38 message to the street, we're not planning on just hiding out in our building and hope that you show up. We The original plan when we bought the Elks was to start a thriving bus and van ministry. And now we have the rooms. We have some of the vans. But we need people that walk in the Spirit. Not just live in the Spirit, not just being led by the Spirit, but they're walking in the Spirit. And I was encouraged Wednesday because I got a text when I got home from somebody that said, "I want." he's a mechanic, and he said, I'll, I'll volunteer. He's got a shop. He said, I'll volunteer to do the maintenance on those church vans. Well, Eli, you're listening tonight. What, what happens when we get five or six of them? <laughs> you know, that's quite a commitment. You're going to have to you get Henry and Harrison helping you. I had I had a young couple tell me the other night, we'll volunteer to be the drivers of one of those church vans. It's just a young couple. They got a little baby, and it takes two people to drive a church van. Somebody's got to sit with the kids and 
Somebody has to run to the door and grab the kids, tell, you know, knock on the door, tell the parents, hey, we're here. You know, it's not easy. It's a commitment. And now we just need Sunday school, more Sunday. We've got good Sunday school teachers, but we'll need more Sunday school teachers. You see, what I'm talking about tonight is if you're going to live in a spirit, you're going to have to start walking in a spirit. You Pentecostals that are listening to me that are in a position where you can be used in your local church, and if you're not being used in your local church, I've got a question for you. Why are you not? And the sky has the limit on this. It doesn't have to be driving a church van. It doesn't have to be teaching a Sunday school class. It can be becoming a good Bible study teacher and taking this gospel to the street. If we expect that we're just going to sit in our churches and pray, and they're going to show up. Now, they do, and and we have seen that. <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of neat. Our church, uh, we have visitors every Sunday. I, well, I shouldn't say, just about every Sunday, and sometimes a lot of them. So they do come, and God draws them. But that's not the only way God's going to get them. We've got to walk in the Spirit. Let me brag on somebody that I'm not his pastor. But we had a family here recently, about, oh, I don't know, six or seven weeks ago, the Sattler family out in, they live south of Richardson, and they were in a terrible car accident. They they were, um, they were two of them, I believe, were ejected out of the vehicle. Uh, the mom ended up in the Dickinson Hospital. The son was in, and the dad were in the Bismarck Hospital. The dad was air flighted to the Fargo Hospital. <clears throat> it didn't look good for the son and the dad. And we began to pray. Our church began to pray, and God began to work miracle, working power. Um, and they're all alive. Dad's going to get out of the hospital in a week or so. He told me he called me. He said, "I'm walking. I, I walked without a walker." I mean, not, this guy broke his neck. He, I mean, he broke his back. He broke his neck. He was messed up. He broke the hangman's vertebrae. That's the one they try to break when they kill you, when they hang you. Anyway, there's a young man, and he's uh, he's he's got some handicaps in his life, this young man that was in this accident. And there's a man in our Bismarck church named Gabe Fuentes. And Gabe has went over to visit this young man. He's taking him to church with him. He told me tomorrow night they're taking him to a, they're checking him out of that nursing home and taking him to a barbecue at his house. And I'm, I mean, I cried. I tried to tell this story somewhere just recently, and I just started crying. I said, "There's a man, brother Gabe. He's a minister. He can pray with you, and you, he can see you filled with the Holy Ghost, or he can pick you up if you're handicapped and take you to a barbecue." He's walking in the Spirit, and God's using him mightily. You know, everybody is so busy with the bustle of life. Everybody is. And sometimes I'm afraid to mention to people that, you know, the kingdom of God needs workers, because everybody's busy. And as I said earlier, sometimes it's the busiest people of all that do most of the things for the kingdom of God. But I, I am throwing out a challenge to you tonight, tonight. The proof is in the pudding. The proof of you walking in the Spirit, 
The proof of you living in the Spirit, the proof of you being led by the Spirit, is walking in the Spirit. You know, we've got a lady in our church. She's legally blind. She can't drive. But she bakes stuff for our Sunday school. And she bakes some pretty good stuff sometimes. Homemade donuts and, uh, you know, she, she, uh, you know, I, I'm just telling you that I pastor people that are walking in the Spirit. And I'm thankful for that, but I'm reaching out for the rest of you too. That we got to start walking in the Spirit. Let me play another old Lance Appleton song and then we're going to come back, kind of wrap this up. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You're probably all under conviction and quit listening. Check out this harmonica. 
Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. The uh, saddest part of the program is because it's coming down to an end. I don't know if this is doing you any good, but doing the Tell It Like It Is show is therapy for me. Sometimes I just want to tell tell the whole world stuff. And uh, <laughs> Robin, is that you texting from the? She said from the land of the kooks out in California. I use that word kooks a lot, don't I? People tell me I do anyway. Kooks, religious kooks. Never wanted to be the pastor of a bunch of religious kooks. I never did. You know, where God's telling you this and God's telling you that, but you're not doing anything. <laughs> you know, I'd rather have some people doing things than tell me what God's telling them. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, really, you know, a lot of that's just a head game. But we, we need to be led by the Spirit. We need to live in the Spirit, but we also... Need to walk in the Spirit. Are you liking this? Brother Ron's listening to me tonight in Beulah. I love Brother Ron. Brother Blackshear said, uh, there's an old song from the 70s that said, My house is full, but my fields are empty. Who will go and work for me today? That song was written, I believe, from what I heard was written, there was a tongues and interpretation that said that. My house is full, but my field are empty. You know the the um, you know I I think if we all stay just trapped inside of our church building and here again inside your church building you can do a lot for God too though because there are things that you can do uh, we we have like for instance in our church we got all these services you can invite people to maybe you say I don't think I can teach Sunday school could you invite somebody to church I could give you a church card I could give you twenty of them. What if you gave a church card to somebody and smiled at them and invited them to church and they got baptized in Jesus' name? You know, it. not all of us have to be, um, you know, Mr. Charisma. You know, my wife thinks I'm Mr. Charisma. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not really. But, but, you know, but we have, like, on Friday mornings, we have a men's Bible study at 6 a.m., and usually there's good stuff to eat there, coffee, what if you just invited somebody to that? You know what what would what, what would that be like? Well, this week we have an evangelist with us, Gary Blackshire, and he's going to be preaching in Beach on Tuesday night, seven thirty at the Beach Community Center. That's sixty miles west of Dickinson, North Dakota. Wednesday night he'll be preaching in Dickinson at seven thirty at five hundred one Elks Drive. That's our church, and um, we had a tremendous service today. Man, did he preach an encouraging message. And if you were, uh, I mean, to the backslider, to anybody, like, come on, this is a place of mercy. And then Thursday night, he'll be in Bowman. That's on 18 North Main in Bowman. And uh, he'll be there Thursday night at 730. So I want you to remember that. And then uh, next Sunday, he'll be preaching at our church. 501 Elks Drive. We have Sunday school at 10 a.m., our worship service at 11 a.m. So we'd love to have you come and join us and uh, would really love to have you be with us. Uh, you know, I love this in walking in the Spirit. One of the other things I didn't mention, I didn't get to, but he said if you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. I love that. In other words, if you're busy walking in the Spirit, you won't have time to do all this other stuff. You can't drive the devil out of your mind, but you can crowd him out. You stay doing what's good, you won't have time to do what's bad. 
You stay you stay doing what's good, you won't have time to be in a pity party. You have you you know, you stay busy getting your life wrapped up in helping others. You know, like I, I remember one time my wife and I had got done doing some marriage counseling and on the way home she reached across, grabbed my hand and said, Honey, I'm so glad I'm married to you. <laughs> she thought, better than that other guy we just got done with. You see, what I'm saying, people that are busy for the work of God don't have as much trouble with sin. It was when David when David was should have been out battling, he wasn't battling, that's when he, that Bathsheba gave him a little trouble, or a lot of trouble. Well, let's see, I'll end with the song, and I'll end with, a, I'll play another Lance Appleton song, let's see if I can do this. Ooh, <laughs> me, I'm going to walk. A little closer with my Lord When he talks to me I'm gonna be Obedient to his word I'm gonna live As he commands I'm gonna pray with holy hands Today I'm gonna walk Just a little bit closer With my Lord Oh, here we go Paul well, let me think. I, you know what? I should write the words to this. Um, Brother Paul, he gave his all a living sacrifice. Just kept on pushing. Every day he paid the price. Never claimed he'd made the grade. But this one thing he'd do. He pressed on to be like Jesus. Until his time on this earth was through Me, I'm gonna walk A little closer with my Lord And when he talks to me I'm gonna be obedient to his word I'm gonna live as he commands I'm gonna pray with holy hands Today I'm gonna walk just a little bit closer With my Lord James, he said, get it through your head. Don't just hear, but do. Looking in a mirror will never tell you what is true. You see, God's just not impressed with how long, loud, or fancy you pray. But if you do what his word says too, you know he'll bless you in every way. Me, I'm going to walk little closer with my Lord when he talks to me. I'm going to be obedient to his word. I'm going to live as he commands. I'm going to pray with holy hands. Today I'm going to walk just a little bit closer with my Lord. Well, I don't make no promises about great and mighty changes. But through this day, I'm going to play what the Holy Ghost arranges. And me, I'm going to walk a little closer with my Lord. When he talks to me, I'm going to be obedient to his word. I'm going to live as he commands. I'm going to pray with holy hands. Today I'm going to walk just a little bit closer. Going to listen just a bit, little bit closer. Going to follow just a little bit closer with my Lord. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this program out, I pray, God, 
that you help us, Lord, not only realize that we need to make a start with you, we need to have that spiritual awakening, we need to listen to you, we need to listen to your spirit, but God also, we got to be walking in your spirit, walking in the spirit, doing what we know to do and what you tell us to do, putting it in action. God, help us today. Help us to change this world in this dark time. God, just mobilize your people in Jesus' name. Pastor Bob's going to put his guitar in his backpack, and he's going to drive home on his 800W800 Kawasaki street bike. And you talk about a fun bike to drive. I know it makes my mom nervous when I talk about it. She hates those motorcycles. Mom, just pray for me. Lord willing, I'll be back next Sunday night, 806 Mountain Time. God bless. We've got to have revival. Yeah.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.